Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. There we go. We're back. Another Another poddy. Pod- poddy without voddy. Poddy without the voddy. We have said this a few times now. Poddy without poddy with voddy. Um, but I'm not too sure how that would go. I think it would go downhill very quick. And to be fair, <laughs> no, because you're talking an hour. Like, I don't think you'd get that blasted in an hour, would you? Mate, it, w- it wouldn't be an hour episode. If we did poddy with voddy, I think it would... I think Four hours. We'd be so, we'd be so like, cautious the first 15 minutes. And then as we get into it a little bit more... I think like that's when like the topics will be coming out. I mean, we imagine imagine the range of topics that we would speak about. Like we're pretty bad now, let alone if we've got some uh, body, some body in us. I hate, uh, I hate vodka. Do you? Yeah, I used to drink it loads when I was younger. Say younger, <laughs> so old. I used to drink it loads when I was younger, and then you know when you just drunk something so much that like I hate it now. It makes you feel sick. Even the smell of can it. You, I'm like, what is oh. uh, obviously not neat, but like, can you not drink it with like? Coke or no, don't even like the taste. I just don't. I don't like it now. I don't like the taste of it. To me, it tastes horrible. Yeah, yeah tastes. That's like horrible. my. Uh, that's my fallback. Like, I'm, or, or, as you know, anyway, I'll be like, I have like three or four pints, maybe of like some sort of cider, and then I've, I'm straight into like the shorts. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just not. What would be your spirit? Gin, whiskey. Uh, yeah, whiskey or gin. I love a gin tonic. I love a gin tonic. Does it have to be like a flavoured tonic? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's nicer, isn't it, if it's flavoured, yeah. Don't you find, though, it gets to a point when, like, and by the way, this podcast is nothing to do with boozing, um, <laughs> but don't you find it when um, it gets to a certain point in the night where you've had a certain amount of drinks, like, I always find this with weddings, like, and that's why I go into like the wine because I, I will never drink, like, I'll never ever go to an event or anything and drink wine. Like, it's horrific. Like, I hate it. Yeah, However, a wedding, and I've had far too many. It just just tastes fine, like easy yeah. to drink. Man, I tell you what, I do like prosecco. I oh. love prosecco. I don't no, know why, mate. Enough. Yeah, I don't. Man, I used to hate it. Like, used to hate wine. Man, I used to hate beer, and now I love a beer. And at the moment, yeah, Prosecco. Love a good Prosecco. Um, my brother and his other half have come around a couple of times and bought some Prosecco. And obviously we've had um, birthdays and Valentine's Day. And every time there's a bottle of Prosecco or a bottle of champagne, I'm like, oh, this is divine. There's a bottle of champagne in the cupboard. And I was like, oh, I love it. Does your brother drink? Obviously, you just said. I have a couple, yeah, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I was going to say. I always remember seeing him on, um, even on a night out once, and he's still like, I think he drove, in fact. Yeah, and this was like a massive. This was at, back in the day when it was like the clubbing era. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's not the good a massive, mass. Yeah, crikey. Back when you were like 18, you used to just hit the dance floor and it's the best thing in the world. I remember one week, I literally went out seven nights. Every, oh, so with, with Marcus, every single night we went out, we did it as a challenge. Hit out Brighton. It was awful. I remember by the last night, I was like, I need to sleep. Like, this is awful. <laughs> this is literally me tapping out. I mean, the second day I'd be like, no, I've, 
I'm just not going to do this. Yeah, but at that age, you can. At that age, you, you spring back from a lot of things, whether it's hangovers, injuries, relationships. You spring back, man. You're a little spring chicken. <laughs> now, crucifies you. Yeah, I did have something that I was just going to say to you, and now it's just completely gone. Anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, the importance of goal setting. So I know goals, in goals, goals. Uh, getting set up, I think it was podcast or um, I can't remember which one it was. We briefly spoke about it, but we're going to more talk about, we're obviously going to break down the, the different goals that you've got, but we want to give you uh, a more of an insight into why actually goal setting is important um, and kind of the correct way to go about it. So... First of all, how we'll start off. You've got two different type of goals. You've got your process goals and you've got your outcome goals. Now, the outcome goals is the end result. That's what you want to finish and achieve. And your process goals are the daily things that are within your control that you can obviously do daily. <laughs> so it's like... Your so daily like, goals are things that you do fortnightly. <laughs> It is, uh, is it's stuff that you can control. So it's like the amount of calories you eat, the amount of steps you do, what time you go to bed. Like these are the things that will um, ultimately make you successful, but are complete within your control. Yeah. So you've obviously seen there's there's two different types of goals you've got there. Now most people, and this is where some people, well, a lot of people get caught, um, caught up is because they only focus on the outcome goal. Now the uh, New Year's resolution is kind of like the go-to that I always say is because everyone starts this new journey and uh, everyone's always like, right, I want to lose 30 pounds. Like I want to lose whatever it is. Like you've got a set number that you want to achieve where you've got a set like physique that you want to achieve and you only focus on that. And the problem is, is when you, especially when you have like a number orientated goal that like 30 pounds, um, you're only solely focusing on that 30 pounds to get you to the goal. Mm -hmm. But where I see people go wrong is because we know that your weight will fluctuate. You cannot do anything about that. Like there is so many different reasons to why your flight, uh, your weight will, your flight, your flight will fluctuate <laughs> while your weight will fluctuate from day oh, you know to what day. That made me think of flake. You know, when you used to get the 99 P flakes in the ice cream. Oh, mate, they're not 99 P. So, they need to change the name then now. Like the 199 flakes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it was so daylight robbery. We I think it was the first lockdown. We went to we went over to my mum's and we went to the uh, Ashdown Forest. Yeah, and they've got the ice cream van there. And obviously, ninety nine p flake. We were like, "Have you got two pounds, one each?" Yeah, yeah, nice. And um, got there, it was like three forty nine. <gasps> I was like, "No, are you joking? Three pounds for?" What mate? I remember back in the day. So I ordered we we or we had um this was last weekend chicken kebabs from the local like takeaway. And I remember when I used to work there when I was seventeen. I used to delivery drive, and a cheesy chips would be two pounds. Cheesy chips now four pounds, mate. Four pounds. See, this is the thing though. Like, you inflation. How how much were the chips alone? Uh, a normal. Chips was two eighty, I think. But normal chips back then would have been one twenty. So they essentially charge you two pounds for cheese. Yeah, mate. That, that, that is expensive chip. Like that is expensive. And the thing, the thing that always annoys me, and I'm always like, why they do it? They they don't like sprinkle it on. They literally obviously get it and they just 
put it on. So it's, it's in like a flipping lump, like on one side of the portion of the chips. Yeah. And it's just a sticky ball of cheese. It hasn't melted onto the chips. It's just like a ball of cheese. And I'm like, what do I, what do I need to do? Like heat it up, melt it and like reapply it. Like what the hell is this? <laughs> Always. Um, anyway. So yeah, your weight will fluctuate from day to day. There's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing that you can do about it. But because you see those weight fluctuations and you're so solely focused on that 30 pound number, when you um, inevitably see that number go higher, you feel super demotivated, yeah. disheartened. And that's when you have these thought processes of like uh, limiting beliefs. And you're just like, what's the point? Like, there's no point continuing this. I'm not going to bother doing it. Yeah. However, this is where the process goals come in place. Because having these process goals and having these daily things that you know, if you complete you will be successful. It might not be in the here and now, but long-term, you will always be successfully focused on those things. And we always say this to our clients, don't we? We're like, you can always, regardless of what your weight fluctuation does, like if you can honestly say you've ticked the box of being in a calorie deficit, you've uh, just even just that, if you can say that you have honestly ticked the box in being in a calorie deficit, you will be successful with fat loss, mm-hmm. regardless of how much your weight fluctuates. You will be successful with fat loss. It's the law of thermodynamics. You cannot get around it. Yeah. If you think you, if you're sitting here and you're like, well, I eat in a calorie deficit and I don't lose any uh, weight, uh, lose any body fat. Well, you will be the first human and I- in on this planet to eat in a calorie deficit and not lose body fat. And really, you're not. Yeah. You you can't. So you you but you cannot get to your outcome goal by focusing on your outcome goal. You can only get to your outcome goal by focusing on the process goals because they are the daily things that you can do that will inevitably get you to that outcome goal. And also going into the importance of these protein goals even further is like you are going to have days where you do not feel motivated. You are going to have days where you feel disheartened. You're going to have days where you're stressed. Like nothing is always that it's never, ever, ever a smooth process. There's not one person that I've ever spoke to who has had this complete smooth process where they have um, every single day been dropping weight, every single day, everything's been an absolute breeze. Like it never happens like that. Like life happens, like stress comes up, like all of these different events pop up. And that's that's reality. And we have to normalize reality because it's absolutely fine to to have these stresses and everything. Now, with having process goals and because you know that these stresses are always going to pop up, like it gives you a sense of purpose for why you're doing what you're doing. And what I mean by that is when you're feeling demotivated and you don't want to continue doing the thing or you just don't feel up for doing the thing that, you know, is ultimately going to get you moving in the right direction. You can like, you have a process that you know you can fall back to that is just going to like inevitably take you there. So um, what I, your face shocked me there. That's why I kind of like went. Um, So anyway, as I was saying with the importance of having process goals is because when you have these days where you feel like demotivated and you um, like you remember your why, like mm. it gives you a purpose to like continue doing what you're doing. Whereas if you yeah. only ever focus on the outcome goal and you have this day where you don't feel motivated, then it's very, very easy to just be like, oh, do you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm just going to, I'm going to sack this day off. And you know what? I think a typical thing of with this outcome goal, when people just focus on this outcome goal is that's when you get solely reliant on the scales as your direct feedback mm-hmm. because your outcome goal is always a number. 
It's always a number of what you want to weigh. And the thing is, and I always use this as an example, I'm like, professional sports team have, have the same outcome goal. They want to win the league. It's just that the team at the top and the team at the bottom, it's the processes they go about throughout the season as to what puts them where puts them, basically. So what you've got to realise is that these, and I always say, whenever you're in a moment when you're like, I am unsure, you know, you know, the scales aren't going my way. I don't know if I'm losing weight X, Y, Z. If you can honestly say you're ticking those process goals and you're ticking those things daily, you are 100% doing the right things. You just need to maintain patience and continue the path. It basically are like, exactly like Hayden said, it's like, they're your like go-to things that even in amongst the chaos, when sometimes you're having these self-doubts, you're sometimes the scales are jumping up, you can always just be like, look, if I'm hitting my process goals, I am doing everything that I am to be consistent and being patient is just got to wait and it's just a matter of time before I get to that final goal. Mm. There's a really famous um, basketball coach. I think his name's Nick Say, or is it N? Coach Carter. <laughs> Coach Carter. It was. It's, he's on. What a film, though, isn't it? Uh, I don't want to. I think he might be NFL actually, or maybe. <laughs> As if you got the wrong sport. I know a really famous basketball coach. I think his name's. I think it's no. He's so what he's famous for is uh, like Adele. literally what we're <laughs> what we're talking about. Um, people, but yeah, and this is the thing. When it comes to goals, what's Hayden's find that name? You have to break these goals down. It's like no one has these, like people that set out with this goal and they're like, okay, I want to lose weight and I want to lose two stone, done. And it's like, well, how are you going to go about it? Like you want to win the, the football league. You want to win uh, a chess game. People then have tactics and structures as to what they're going to do to create this outcome goal, you know, bring this outcome goal to fruition. And that's what the process goals are. These are basically the steps that you are going to take to bring this outcome goal into fruition. They are the outcome goal broken down into actionable things that you can do every single day. Otherwise, you know, there's no, the, the, people don't focus, like they don't turn up to training or turn up to match day and they're like, okay, cool, guys, outcome, win the league, let's go. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, we just got to win the league. It's like, there's no, there's no sustenance to that. You need to break it down so there's things like, what we're going to do, we're going to train twice a day. We're going to make sure your nutrition's on point, your recovery's on point. We're going to train... Twice a week, we're going to review the footage of our previous games to know any changes that we need. To, do you know what I mean? So like you're breaking it down to these things that are going to take you to that outcome goal. To be honest, you don't even want to focus on the outcome goal. The outcome goal is something that you're going to set and you're almost just going to put it as a sticky note on the fridge. And you're like, okay, cool. That's just when I know that I've completed my journey per se. It's like, because in no way, shape or form is focusing on that outcome goal going to get you there. Like you, you don't just focus like, okay, wake up in the morning. Right, cool. Today... I'm working towards two stone loss. It's like, well, what are you doing to get to that two stone loss? Like, you can't just have it and just be like, yeah, I'm working towards that. It's well, like, well, how are you working? It's also towards that? really demotivating, isn't it? It's like, if you're, say, you're starting this journey and you're focusing on, I'll just use the same number, like 30 pounds, and you're on day mm -hmm. two and you haven't lost anything, well, it's so demotivating yeah. to be like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm so far away from 30 pounds. Or even if, say, yeah. on day three, you go up a pound, you're like, mm -hmm. oh, God, I've now got 31 pounds. And it's just demotivating. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. you don't, if you forget about it and you just only focus on the daily things in your control, like it's, a, it's, it's number one, it's more fun. Number two, it's yeah. more motivating. And three, you can actually see a path to success. Now, yeah. the... Um, oh, go on, you found the coach. Yeah, I was just going to say his name is Nick Saban and he is an American football coach. Close. Nick Saban. But what this guy was famous for is, so he basically, like, 
every exactly like you said like every uh every other coach is like right okay let's focus on like uh like tactics how are we gonna how are we gonna um play this game and a lot of coaches focus on actually what the other team are doing as well and there is some importance to that like obviously uh i don't know if you saw it but like the football champions league final like there was this whole thing about like the goalies like they studied the other goalie before um like how they like save their penalties or what direction they typically go like there's this whole psychology behind it so there is some like credit and merit to this but what this coach Mm. did he was like nothing else matters but this one this this first play he was like we have to win this first play once we win the first play we win the second play once we win the second play we win third play he doesn't even care what the score is at half time like all he focuses on is winning the play because if you win the play guess what then happens you get the points. Y'all win the game and y'all get the points. Exactly. You win the first half. And then yeah. as soon as you win the first half, it's focusing on the second half. And you, you can, because this is it. It's like, imagine how demotivating it is because all you do is you think about the distance, the time, the effort that it's going to take to get there. And when you're having those times of doubt and those times of lack of motivation, you're like, oh man, I've got so long to go. Like I've got so long until I'm going to get there. Like whenever you think about, you know, say you, you book a holiday, you're like, if you just concentrate on the holiday, imagine how, like, you know, when you think about your holiday, oh, I've got so many months to go. And then suddenly you forget about the holiday. What happens? Oh, I've only got like two weeks until I go on holiday now. But if you'd have focused every single day on that holiday, you're like, oh my God, I've got so many months until my holiday. You don't. And it's like the journey, like say you go on holiday when you're talking about catching a plane. It's like, you just want to get abroad. But you don't just focus on getting on holiday. You think about the journey, you're like, oh, cool. So, you know, we've got our favorite songs for the MP3 for, to play out the speakers on the car journey. When we get to the airport, we're going to go to Weatherspoons, have a pint and a burger. Then when we get on the airplane, we're going to order some G&Ts and um, we're going to, you know, write an email. What, do you see what I mean? Like you, you, you think about the process before you get to the outcome and other aspects of your life. You just don't directly... Uh, call it outcome goals, if that makes sense. Like you think about it, you know, whenever you go on holiday, you plan what you're going to do in the journey to keep it fun, to to entertain your kids in the back if you're driving somewhere. Do you see what I mean? So like loads of aspects in life, we have an outcome, but we do things in the run up to it and make the journey fun and enjoyable. And that's the also main part that we always tell you guys as well is to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, because ultimately when you get to the goal, you're like, oh, oh, well, I'm here now. And actually the most fun part is learning about yourself, growing and finding this process um, is actually one of the most fun parts of it where you get to learn and create new habits, behaviors and a new, you know, almost identity of yourself being a health seeking individual. So process goals are super important to keep you on track, keep you motivated, make sure that you're doing exactly what it is that you need to be doing to get you to that outcome goal, therefore increasing exponentially your chance of succeeding ultimately long term yeah i just wanted to touch as well and and even go a step deeper with the process goals because even having your process goals so you might be listening to this and be like okay cool i get it right well instead of focusing on that number that i want to lose i'm gonna go to the gym i'm gonna eat healthy i'm gonna get to bed earlier like even you need to go a layer deeper with that but you need to get specific with it like you need to say right okay are you you're going to the gym how many times are you going to be going? What's like realistic to you? And this is something what we'll get into next is about actually being realistic. But like, mm-hmm. you've then got to be like, right, okay, well, 
when am I going to the gym? And again, we'll talk about um, why it's important to set these things about saying like why you're going to go to the gym. But it's like, how many times are you going to go? When are you going to go? Like with your mm. food, what are your calories going to be? How are you going to track them mm. uh, with sleep? Okay, you want to go to bed earlier. What does that actually look like? What time are you getting to bed? What are you going to do to make sure you get to bed early? Like you have to go these steps deeper because yeah. it will make it and more concrete for you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like habits. And that's where, kind of moving on to the next point, is where we talk about how to set up your process goals. Are we at that point? Is that cool to jump on that point? Yeah, let's do it. So whenever you're setting about, most of you probably heard that. I think we get taught it at school. It's about smarter goals. And it's just basically using these principles to set appropriate goals that are going to be appropriate for you. Um, so if we're using this framework, as it were, I mean... We, we didn't have to use this framework. We're kind of, you. everyone uses the framework for goal setting anyway, even if they don't say it's smarter goals. But the first one in smarter goals is specific. It needs to be exactly Hayden said, specific. You've got to have specific things that you can do. So obviously get, I'm, I want to lose weight. Okay, cool. Well, that, you know, that is the outside. Like you've got to break that down. That's the outcome. Okay, so yeah, so that's the outcome. Right, so we want to lose weight. Okay, well now let's get specific. Well, I want to lose two stone or two gene sizes. Okay, cool, right. Now we've got that outcome. So now how are we going to achieve it? Let's get specific with these process goals. You know, are you going to hit 2,000 calories a day? Are you going to hit 10,000 steps? Are you going to commit to working out two times a week? Okay, cool. Once you set those boundaries, now how are you going to do that? Oh, I'm going to track every day on my fitness pal. I'm going to train every Monday at 10 a.m. and every Thursday at 6 p.m. It's like that's how specific you need to get because with habits and things when we're doing it, the more specific and the more set that they are, the higher the chance of actually doing them, a uh, higher chance of actually doing them. There's a higher chance of actually doing them. That's what's going with that. Because otherwise there's no kind of like, you know, oh, I always say later and tomorrow don't exist. Oh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Never happens. Later and tomorrow do not exist in the world of your head because they are just ways of putting things off and other things that have priority will always come first and you ultimately won't do whatever it is that you're putting off to do. I don't know if you want to say anything else on being specific, Halos. Yeah, you've kind of just like, you, you have to treat it like you would with your work. Like you wouldn't just, say you've got to be at work at 9am. Like you wouldn't just, yeah. you wouldn't just not turn up to work at 9am because you just didn't fancy it today. Like you have to treat it like a meeting. You have to treat it like something that you is like religious to you. So uh, whether it be your lunchtime work, whether it be after work, whether it be before work, whatever it is, like Ryan said, like for you to like create habitual change, long-term change, like you actually have to get to like, um, you have to create this new identity and you have to do things like this, like for you to create this new identity and stack um, votes in your favor, of creating this new habit, this new identity, but you have to go to this depth. So again, like if you're sitting here now and you're like thinking, okay, well, actually, no, I am very surface level. And I'm, I'm even going into the gym just being like, I'm going to the gym. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just turn up and see what's available. Like, no, like for you to really, really dine in this process, like you've got to get specific. I always struggle mm, with that word. Yeah, yeah. Spe specific. What was it that I said the other day? Uh, when I added, I added in some extra syllables. Um, prioritize, prioritize is prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. prioritize. Um, and the second one, which we kind of briefly mentioned, is it needs to be measurable. So basically, you need to have a way of getting feedback. Um, we always say this, um, and I think you even said it last night in the coaching call, Hayden. Data over emotion. So it needs to be measurable so that you can collect data and know if you're on the right track as well. Mm -hmm. So. 
being measurable is exactly like we said, if you're hitting 2000 calories, how are you going to measure that? Were well, you going to track your calories? You know, if you want to hit 10,000 steps, how are you going to go about that? Well, I'm going to uh, wear, get a Fitbit. I'm going to get an Apple Watch. I'm going to use my phone. I'm going to, going to get a pedometer. So it needs to be measurable with regards to actually then able to kind of like have something that you can measure it against. Like you just want to lose weight. Well, to make it measurable, I want to lose two stone. I want to drop two dress sizes. Then when you go to your process goals, I want to hit 10K steps. How are you measuring this? So you need to have a way of actually measuring that you are able to achieve these goals because just losing weight or just I'm going to increase my activity, there's nothing measurable about it. Saying you're going to hit 10K steps or um, track your calories, that's measurable because they're measurable things that you can do to reach the goals that you're setting. Yeah, also when it actually does come down to weight loss, like again, like people have this association straight away. Like when you say weight loss, you think number on the scales, but there's so mm-hmm. many ways to measure your marker of weight loss. Like it doesn't just have to physically be about what the number says on the scales. You obviously then have measurements, you have pictures, you have how, how your clothes are physically feeling, like how you're physically feeling in your own skin. Like these are all, um, these are all markers of success as well. Like. Yes, I, I I completely agree with what Ryan's saying. Like in terms of like, you do have to get to the detail of being like, okay, if I'm tracking my calories, well, how are you measuring tracking your calories? Like you can still do that with like your measurements, um, and you can still do that with pitch and stuff. That is way of measuring. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't always just relate your weight loss to the scales because I can't stress you enough, and you would know this if you listen to our podcasts enough. Like. It is so, it's such a, a fickle number. Like it will literally, it's going to, uh, f- there's nothing you can do about it. Your scale weight will go up when you're looking to lose weight. You can't do anything about it. It will go down, but it will also go up. So don't let your emotions take over and uh, dictate your decision making because it's inevitable. Yeah, man. Yeah, so true. It is so true. And that's it. You need to have something, me- not just lose weight. Like always have measurements, photos. Um, because they are then going to give you the other feedback and also not forgetting, and I'm such a critic of this is that never forget your habits and behaviors, you know, things that you're doing every day that you weren't doing before. And I always say it to our clients, I'm like, always stop and think about what you're doing now that you wouldn't have been doing six weeks ago when you're in and amongst those times and you're like, oh, I haven't made any progress and the scales haven't moved. And it's like, well, okay, hold on. Let's look at this. You know, you said you over consumed this weekend. What's something that you did this weekend that you wouldn't have done six weeks ago? Oh, uh, well, you know, I, I actually did, you know, use a plate at the buffet. So I was able to control my portion sizes, even though I went over my calories, I was still able to, you see what I mean? Like you, you can always pick out things that you have done better um, as well. Do you know what? Something just popped into my head, Hayden, really random. People always say they can't tell who's talking on the podcast. They can't tell us apart. Really? Everyone always says this. Yeah. I was literally like, to me, I'm like, I think we sound very different, but yeah, people say they can't tell us apart. They never know who's talking. That's mad. Mm. Who's talking now? Strange, isn't it? Is it Hayden? Or is it Ryan? Ryan? Well, the the funny thing is, we're literally wearing identical tops as well. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone for the black and white stripes. Black and white stripe look. Um, The next one is, it needs to be achievable. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, it's, there is no point, like, there's no point setting a goal that is out of your reach just because you think that that's what you should be doing. Like, there is two stone, two weeks. Yeah, there, there is no, like, there is no, um, there is no exact number you need to be hitting. And I, I, the example I'm going to use is like a step. So, 
10,000 steps has been branded like the, the, the magic number for you to hit. And say you are like working in an office um, that is like very, very um, like remote, like maybe in the middle of nowhere, like may or maybe it's just close to like a dangerous area or like a dangerous road or something where you can't have the availability to go out and walk. You're working ridiculous hours. You get home, it's pitch black and all of these things. And you currently only do about 500 to 1,000 steps a day. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. you'd really have to do nothing to only do that. But say you only do like 1,000 steps a day. There's no point saying, right, cool. Well, I've been told or I've seen like 10,000 steps is what I should be doing. So I'm going to get 10,000 steps every single day. But you yeah. say you, own, you do that process and you only get to doing 4,000. But this is the problem because you feel, you will still feel like a failure for you hitting mm -hmm. 4,000. You've increased yeah. your steps by 3,000 every single day. It's very, very, very impressive and should be celebrated. But instead, you look at yourself as a failure because you're not going to the norm of what society's told you you should be hitting. It's not about being perfect. It's about progression. So I stress yeah. to you now, like be completely realistic with the amount of times that you're going to go to the gym. Be realistic with your deficit. Be realistic with the amount of steps you're going to do. The first thing that you need to do is actually do like an analysis of yourself first. Like of all of these markers, like what is my social life like? Do I, um, do I go out a lot? Do I eat out a couple of times a week? Because if you are a social person, that's absolutely fine. But you've got to match your expectations with reality. Because mm -hmm. if you're someone that's sociable and you go out a couple of times a week, do you think optimizing for the lowest bracket um, number for your deficit is going to be ideal for you. Well, no, it goes back to that sense of failure again. When you inevitably can't hit those numbers because your social life takes over, you feel like a failure. Even though you're still potentially in a deficit, you're just not in this aggressive deficit that you think you should be, or maybe some um, bad coach has told you that you should be doing. And this is the problem with meal templates. This is what I have an issue with meal templates because it's just like, it's, a it's not realistic at all for most people in their life. Like most people don't live off living off a meal template. So when people ask me, like we have people that ask before they come into the program, are you going to give me a meal template, a meal plan? I'm like, no, we teach you how to lose body fat. Like we actually give you all of the tools that you need for any scenario that you have in your life. Not just about like what foods you should be following at a set time with a set number. It's not about that. That's not realistic. So, Always do a lifestyle analysis for yourself first and actually find out where you are currently at and how can you just get 1% better of where you're at. That's the first goal. Yeah. Get 1% better. The second goal is get 2% better. Like you just slowly build up because if you don't do this process and you feel like you're just going to be trying to strive for numbers that you've been told or society has told you or some stupid coach has told you that you should be hitting... It's, it's not about that because you're going to feel like a failure. And this is it. It has to be achievable. This kind of is the, 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 the and achievable and relevant because so many times people set these like totally unachievable goals and they're not even relevant to them. It's like that whole example. And I've seen it so many times. Someone like averages like 2000 steps a day and they're like, cool. So I'm going to hit 10 and you're like, that's not achievable. And it's totally not relevant to you. Like you don't go from two to 10, two to four is a great step in the right direction. And this is where there is no one size fits all when it comes to setting these behaviors and habits and process goals, because they all need to be individual. You know, your calories are individualized. 
your steps are individualized. You know, your sleep is even individualized. Like no one needs the same amount of sleep as someone else. Like everyone's sleep needs is different depending on their recovery needs, their age needs, just their general kind of um, circadian rhythm of what you feel better and how you feel refueled um, on. So never kind of think it's a one size fits all thing. Yeah, I kind of merged like achieve on realistic, didn't I? No, it's good. It's good. No, no, it is. And it does. And this is what I think. And I think people, unfortunately, it's societal norms that have led us to believe that actually these realistic and relevant things such as like, you know, they're, they're not realistic. Like, you, you know, lose two stone in, in 10 days. And it's like, that is not realistic. Like, and the problem is, is that how many times have you gone into a weight loss journey with like crazy outlooks like that? Like most people have at some point gone in with this thought of like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, 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 uh, you know, I have all the time. They're like, oh, I'm into my um, diet and uh, I'm two weeks in and, you know, I've only lost like four kilos. And they're like, what's, what am I doing wrong? And I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going like, to, I'm going to mix achieve one realistic again. Like the one that I hate the most that really, really bugs me is, uh, grinds his gears. Is my friend lost this much. And I'm like, you're not your friend. You, your friend yeah. doesn't have four kids. Your friend doesn't um, have this stressful job. Your friend literally lives a life of luxury. Like you are not your friend. Don't expect the same results as them. Snap Pow. city. <laughs> Snap city. <laughs> and the other thing is, is, I mean, when it comes to weight loss, it's tough, but it, it, you know, the last one is like time bound. It's usually like speed time specific with it. But I think with weight loss, that's kind of tough and it can sometimes set you up for failure. So I'd personally say, you know, setting up, I'd argue that actually, you know what, setting up timeframes isn't that appropriate for weight loss when it comes to smart goals. Maybe just call them smart goals because you don't know when it comes to time, how long it's going to take you. That's the unfortunate thing. And that's, I think, also comes under the realistic thing. You know, just because you're doing a program that's 12 weeks doesn't mean you're going to get to your goal in 12 weeks. Just because you want to lose two stone before you put your kini on and have hot girl summer in Ibiza (laughs) doesn't mean you're going to do that. The thing is, you've got to realize that life happens. There's going to be times when, you know, you overconsume. There's going to be times when you have six more tequilas than you thought. There's going to be times when suddenly, you know, y- your boyfriend dumps you and you emotionally eat a tub of Ben and Jerry's and a Domino's. It's fine. That's normal. These things happen. You can't know when you're going to hit bumps in the road. And every single person listening to this is going to hit bumps in the road. You don't know when they're going to come. You don't know how they're going to come. And you don't know how long they're going to last. So sometimes setting a time frame on weight loss is actually kind of, I'd argue, not necessarily something we want to be doing with regards to like, I need to lose it by this. Because it the goalpost can always change. And I think that often can set people up for damaging their success ultimately because they'll get to a time they're like oh, I'm not on my goal I failed and it's like well hold on you are on your way to your goal you're going to get there it might just take you another two months more than you thought it was going to take you is that an issue no as I always say if you were stuck in traffic and you're going to get to your holiday 30 minutes later than planned would you cancel the whole holiday and go home no you would sit in the traffic because eventually you'd be on your holiday sipping margaritas Margarita. in the sun in on a sunbed and you wouldn't care about those 30 minutes. Well, this is this is like uh, the reality to why we changed our program name. Like we used to be the 90 day one academy. And even though our academy is still like you like the minimum um, like requirement for you to be in the course is three months because that gives us a good time to give you good educations, uh, insert habits and behaviors for you. We didn't call it. We, we changed it. Because what people were doing is they were feeling like a sense of failure if they hadn't got to their number that they had in their head by the 90 days. 
So we're like, no, no, we, like this is an issue that we're seeing. So we took out the 90 day and it's obviously now it's the one academy, but it's, it's going back to that sense of failure again, isn't it? Like if you have a number that you think you should be hitting and you've got a time frame, what well, if you don't hit that time frame, bam, you feel like there's something wrong with you. You feel like, yeah. you know, you, you're broken. You like, you weren't going to be successful or you can't be successful. But the reality is life happens. Things pop up. Like, are you going to seriously tell me like you get, you get the opportunity to go on an all you, an all paid for, um, uh, like an all expense paid for holiday to the Bahamas and you're not going to go because you're like, oh my God, like I'm in this 90 day program and uh, three weeks. <laughs> no, I'm losing, losing weight. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. God, you're, you're, of course you're not going to do it. So, you know, like it's fine. Like it, we need to stop labeling this number. The only thing that I guess maybe the time could be uh, relevant for is like, I, I'm a huge advocate of like putting times to go to the gym. Like if you're yeah. going to the gym, like say, say, like say I'm going to the gym at, 7am every morning and that's my time like that's the only thing that I'd probably give time to yeah 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 yeah. ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody got time for that um yeah and I think that's so true and this is the beauty of it is that weight loss is very different when it comes to other things you know you've got to realise that you are fighting a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to weight loss and I think this is where everyone tries to get like one size fits all and think that it's just like this is how it should be done it's not like the way that you go about your nutrition, the way that you build your habits, the way that you change your behaviors, the habits and behaviors that you want to change, everything to do with weight loss is completely individualistic. Don't worry about Sandra or what Sandra at number 42 is doing. <laughs> Don't worry about what the other teacher in the maths department is doing. Don't worry how much they've lost and how much you haven't lost. Do not compare yourself to anyone else because everyone else's journey is so different because of it's, it's like going... I was trying to think of an example. Like, like it's like we're an endangered species, and there's only one of yeah, that's it. Like, you're an endangered species. There's only one of you on this planet. No one is the same. No one has the same, um, you know. No one is the same age, height, activity, stress, job, family, anything as you. Like, no one ticks all of the same boxes that you do. And that's the beauty of it. You are an individual and everyone is very different and unique, which is great. And that's what you've got to remember when it comes to weight loss. Every single moving part of you as an individual is different to the next person. You know, you might have some similarities. You know, you might be the same age as someone. You're like, oh, well, well we both weighed 100 kilos though and we're both like 40. And it's like, okay, cool. Two of the like 50 boxes that make you an individual, you have the same. What about the other 48? It's like you don't have the same lives. You don't have the same stresses you don't have the same money you don't have buy the same food you don't have the same food preferences all these things make a difference yeah i always i always remember like and this is something like i used to really struggle with as a kid like i always used to be like i i don't get it like i play football at lunch like i i play for the football team as well so i go to the training like how do i pile on weight so much quicker than everyone else but then it's not until like uh, a couple of years later, like I remember like a friend in particular, like he used to, um, after school, used to have to go and walk the dogs and stuff like that. Like it's all of these things where um, I would then go home, I would nail a loaf of bread and... Uh, well, a whole loaf. <laughs> probably not a whole loaf. But like, I then wonder why, you know, I, I'm gain- gaining all of this weight. But in reality, like 
he was getting home, having to walk the dogs. Like he was like his parents like gave him chores that he had to do until they got home. Whereas I just like my uh, my parents weren't at home, so I'd just go home and just eat and then do nothing. Whereas like he was very like he he was like, his family lifestyle was very like militant and like you've got to do this this this. So he's burning hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more calories than I was. Um, but you don't see that side of things. You just see what yeah. you see in front of you. Oh, I go to school. We have the same lessons. I play football at lunch with you. I go to uh, after school football club with you. Why do I gain so much more weight? So you've got to, like I said, like there is just so many things that um, there's just so many things that are completely different. So yeah, you are unique. Therefore, whatever it is you do to change your body composition will need to be unique to you. I think that's a good way to end it. I think there's loads of value in this, actually. Um, Not going to lie, team. Someone asked us the other day of, like, how do you come up with the ideas for the podcast? Honestly, Hayden sends me a Zoom link via WhatsApp. I join. We sit here. We talk absolute rubbish for five minutes. And then we say, so, what are we going to talk about this week? Mm. And then we brainstorm. What us- <laughs> and then we just go, right, three, two, one, let's go live. Yeah, what usually <laughs> happens as well is, like, I find that we'll be talking about, like, a subject or something, or I'll be saying, like, oh, so-and-so has struggled with this, or did you see that post that someone put in there? And then that just gives us a topic, and we're like, cool. Mm. Because I think that this is where, like, if you listen back to our first two episodes, you can probably tell we're so much more relaxed now than, like, I remember our first episode, I wrote down notes for about two hours beforehand, like, pre-planning it and all of this, and then I was so nervous. But then, like, I realised... The most organic conversations and where the best like content kind of comes from is where you actually. This is why we don't. Yeah, everyone in the academy always says it because we're notoriously known for going off topic on our coaching calls and not like it's it's still on topic with like uh, either mindset or fat loss or something, but it actually has relevance. So yeah, there you go. Right. Anyway, you go and have an amazing day team and uh, we'll see you have a solid start to your Monday and we'll um... oh yeah when you guys listen to this it'll be my birth it's my birthday happy birthday to you what I like I'm gonna eat what I like oh mate I can't wait I know I've got a cake coming mate and I hope it is epic <sighs> I'm gonna be a stone heavier come June the 8th <laughs> well it, it's just tomorrow when this gets released it doesn't really look like this uh, lockdown easing is happening does it so yeah, unfortunately not. I mean, it doesn't surprise me in way, shape or form. But I don't know because they haven't fully said it's not yet. No, I'm hoping... They haven't fully said... Well, this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping they're putting these measures in place with like travel and stuff so we can still have... On... Hot summer. Yeah. Right, team. <laughs> we'll uh, wrap this party up and uh, we'll see you in another episode. Peace out. Bye-bye.